You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For Shane Stank, and they're not out of field goal range. Matt Gay is blocked. That's a live football. It's picked up Denzel Ward. They attempt a 60-yard field goal. Miles Garrett to block. 285 pounds. And he's just going to leap right over. Doesn't touch anybody. Perfectly legal. Gets his hands up and makes a play. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The Greek freak Spiro Dinas with the call on CBS. That was back on October 22nd and that the wild shootout in Indianapolis with the Browns and the Colts. Like Miles Garrett basically not like single-handedly winning the game because referees help too. But Miles Garrett was a one-man wrecking crew in that game for the Browns, one of the reasons why he's the current favorite to be Defensive Player of the Year. We will get to that market coming up in just a second, but I want to remind our live audience that 20 minutes from now, we'll turn our attention to college football, be joined by ESPN college football analyst, our friend Rod Gilmore. Joey Kanish will join us as well next hour, giving us college football and NFL bets for the weekend. Power Hour, Final Hour, will feature a conversation with Evan Silver from Establish the Run and all our bets coming up for tonight, including side total and props, Bengals and Ravens on Thursday Night Football. But for now, Jake, bring the music back up, please, and let's talk Defensive Player of the Year, where the aforementioned Miles Garrett remains the favorite in the market. Garrett, plus 175, and the rest of the big three shortly, uh, I guess, like, close behind is the terminology. Micah Parsons, plus 200. TJ Watt, plus 225. Max Crosby of the Raiders is 18-1. to And um, Ken and I talked off-air before, and we were like, we should probably cut the list off there. So I did. So, Miles, Parsons, Watt, and Crosby, Ken, uh, what stands out to you this week, Defensive Player of the Year? Well, I mean, that they're all monsters, first of all. So, the idea that, like, someone's coming out of nowhere and uh, and beating all of them seems extremely unlikely. These are, if you if you view them all together, even the top three guys, like, they, they are not vulnerable favorites. Like, these are all pro caliber players, uh, former winners of the award in TJ Watt's case, and they're all having great seasons, too. So, like, there isn't... You know, like Jalen Carter, you know, everybody loves him. He's also not doing a lot. So, like, if another rookie came along and was actually good, I actually think that could generate some momentum. And at the end of the year, you could have a, an interesting race. That's not what this is. This is like, okay, we've said it all along. Like, of these guys, is there ever going to come a point where you're going to want one instead of the other two? And why would that be? Probably late season polling would be a really good indication of when you would want one. And is there, you know, basically, can Max Crosby's team win enough? that he becomes the fourth player that we should talk about. Well, the Raiders won again. <clears throat> they are also a two touchdown underdog this week. So like, I like Max Crosby as a player, but as a bet, 
I have to be honest, and I have to say, they are a two-touchdown underdog this week. Why would I ever bet this right now, right now, unless I really thought they were live to win the game? Like, the bet's not going to age very well, because they're going to lose a game. And if they lose this game, and they lose, like, one or two more games, then he can't win because the team won't be as successful. So I, Crosby is interesting because the stats are interesting, but if the team success isn't going to be there, and the team is unlikely to be better this week, then we kind of have to put him to the, to the side for the side, for at least for this week. And maybe, hey, they beat Miami, and we can really get this momentum going. And they win three in a row. We can have that conversation. So it becomes about the three big edges. The midseason polling was very clear. Miles Garrett's won everything ever, forever. And it was not, so Parsons and Watt weren't even discussed in most of the content that was produced. It was like, no, no, it's this guy and that's it. That's it. And so I was like, all right, well, that's, that seems pretty, pretty resounding. Uh, and then we played another game since then. And they came from two touchdowns behind to beat Lamar Jackson on the road. And he had one and a half sacks in the game. And it's like, you finish that game and you just go, like, what is the right price for this guy? It's basically, is it just like an injury number? Like, is that what we're trying to create here? Where like, if he plays the rest of the games, he's going to win. So I actually bet some Miles Garrett, like 230, 220 um, on Sunday night and Monday morning. Not a lot, but just like I had, I've had nothing in this market, like the whole year, basically. I was like, I think it's finally time. Midseason polling was very clear. Then that player had another really impactful performance that everyone saw. And that makes them more likely to make the playoffs. And so I bought some. Uh, and then Deshaun Watson was declared out for the year. And the market on this week at week's game crashed. And the Browns became less likely to make the playoffs. And I'm like, wow, am I like stuck here holding the bag a little bit? So the prices have kept going down because I do think he is very far ahead. But it's going to be the same thing. It's team success, right? If, if the Steelers and Browns can can keep up their end of the bargain team success wise then their two players i think have a leg up over micah parsons and the cowboys the cowboys are going to win enough games that parsons can win the other two teams we're, we're not quite sure still whether the steelers or browns can win enough if they do it's it's a it's a simple math counting problem because all three are are big reputation players and if they're all big reputation players then it is like well you have this many sacks and you have this many sacks and that's how we're going to decide the winner and Miles Garrett's three and a half sacks ahead of Micah Parsons right now. Like, I, it's not close. And Parsons, again, he's got Carolina. He's got Sam Howell coming up. This can get interesting. But we kind of saw this last year with him where, like, middle of the season goes on and he's kind of, like, bricking these games and Bosa's getting 17, 18, 19 sacks. It's like, yeah, Parsons is awesome. They, like, quadruple team him probably on every play. That also means he doesn't get the sack and the other guy does. And that matters at the end of the year because everyone's going to vote and they're going to look at the numbers among the big reputation players. So I like Garrett a lot. I am now, like, a little nervous about whether the Browns can win enough. Also, like, I think I just need nine and eight, and I think he's got it, and I think I'm going to get nine and eight a lot of the time. So, yeah, a little more nervous about making those bets. Don't regret them. Still think he's very in the driver's seat. Like, just, I, I was overwhelmed by how the midseason content was so uh, gushing with praise for him and absolutely like, didn't even mention the other two guys, whereas I thought it might be a little closer between the three of them. And, and again, like, we talked about this on the show yesterday and, like, the wake of the Deshaun Watson season-ending injury – like, the Browns are—I I, I feel like if you ask, like, non-betters, be like, hey, what do you think? Are the Browns going to make the playoffs now? They'd be like, Watson's out. Hell no. Also, they're, yeah. like, minus 175 to make the playoffs still. So, like, they make the playoffs. That means they're winning at least nine games. And uh, I think Garrett's going to get a lot. Maybe Kevin Stefanski gets a lot of credit, too, if that's the case. And we can talk about that coming sure. up with Coach of the Year in a little bit. Is there anything else to do here? Like, I can, like, manufacture questions to ask. Like, hey, like, if the Chiefs defense is number so. one at the end of the year, like, what about Chris Jones? But I don't think we think, like, it's probably just these four guys. So, uh, 
you had said earlier in the show, and it's Nick and Ken here on the Thursday, uh, Rod Gilmore joins us in about 15 minutes here talking college football on You Better You Bet. Uh, we want to skip offensive and defensive rookie of the year this year with C.J. Stroud. Just for this obviously, week. Like, yeah, just for this week at least. Like, I guess it's like if, if we have to have a serious conversation about an offensive rookie of the year candidate winning NFL most valuable player, we probably don't need to discuss that player winning offensive rookie of the year because it's probably nope. a fait accompli at this Not point. Not this week at least. <laughs> Not this yeah, week. Let's, let's see how it goes now. against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. And then Jalen Carter at minus 210 right now to win defensive rookie of the year. The one price that I think is a little interesting, um, and we don't have to talk about it, just let's, let's see how he plays this weekend, is Joey Porter Jr. for the Steelers, who's like starting to get like national recognition for like what he's doing. I don't know if he can win. Sure. Just like he's a name that like popped to me a little bit looking at the odds today. And, it's the shortest and he's I would. Been. I would offer a a comment on that, just like, you're right, and there's a couple other interesting names, too. My problem is, like, the Eagles are in the standalone game of the century. So, like, Carter has one sack. What do you think they're going to spend the entire telecast? If he has two pressures, what do you think they're spending the entire telecast that 40 million people are watching, talking about? Like, even if Porter plays well, even if, uh, what, Byron Young, or whatever his name is, the guy for the Rams, the defensive end, even if he plays really well, like, it just... Like, Carter gets that opportunity this week. I want to get past this week before we talk about whether we want to beat him or not. I was wondering, if is, uh, is Yeast, is he, uh, he's not a rookie, second-year player for the Rams. He would be, like, my Rams rookie of choice if that were the case. Russ Yeast yeah. for the Los Angeles Rams. Mm. All right, so we'll skip, we'll skip offensive and defensive rookie of the year. We'll start coach of the year. We'll do comeback player a little later in the show, where DeMar Hamlin obviously remains the favorite. Can coach of the year, Dan Campbell, plus 150, uh, D'Amico Ryans uh, with Mike McDaniel on bye, obviously, last week, and they had lost, obviously, before, to the Chiefs prior to their bye. D'Amico Ryans has now assumed the uh, the second choice for NFL Coach of the Year. Ryans 3-1 to one at BetMGM. Mike McDaniel is 6-1. to one. Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings have won five straight games without Justin Jefferson, a couple without Kirk Cousins, but Josh Dobbs in the saddle. Kevin O'Connell is at 10. Mike Tomlin of the 6-3 and three Steelers. They, they beat DTR this week. They're 7-3. and three. Obviously, that's math. Six, six plus one is seven. Uh, Tomlin, 16 to one. Nick Sirianni, 18. Bob Sala, I kind of feel like the ship's probably sailed there, but who knows? Sala, 22. Uh, Pete Carroll, 22. And then just a couple names that I grabbed. Stefanski is 30. think that that might be like a little bit interesting. Mike McCarthy is 50. And I think you kind of answered this a little bit, right, with Dak and CD. Maybe McCarthy doesn't get the credit if they go like 13 and four. Also, they've racked up like gaudy regular season numbers the last couple years. But figured it would be at least worth discussing, right, since we talked about Dak and CD also. And if they're going to go like 13 and four and win the NFC East. McCarthy's at 50. And then maybe like hashtag our guy, Sean Payton. 80 to 1 to win coach of the year. Uh, thoughts, please, on this market. We can carry this over likely to next hour. Yeah, it's uh, in the first part of this segment. Maybe we do the rest in the next segment. Is uh, there? there is not a vulnerable favorite here. So, like, it's not that Dan Campbell's going to win. That's not what I'm saying. We get to the end of the year and he doesn't win. Don't be like, Ken, you said he would win. I, I think it's there's still a, a few other coaches who could definitely win this award. And the Lions could lose a bunch of games. Just like if we're trying to project forward, and we're trying to go with like likely records, likely narratives, and combine those two, and that's how voters are going to vote for this award. And then we also have all the midseason content that was produced about like how how we feel about coaches and where they are right now. Like I, the Campbell is the, the, this airtight, ironclad case that they're going to win the division for the first time in forever. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win thirteen games on average. Like, that's, that's a four-game improvement over last year. Four is kind of the magic number for winning this award. They won nine last year. If he gets to 13, this is a really tough case to go to, to, to try to pick somebody else. 
it's really unlikely that that's going to happen. So in the next, like in an hour from now, when we do this again, it can be like, and I, this is how I'm going to phrase it. If Dan Campbell goes 12 and five, who wins? Like that's the literally the, cause that's like, that's how this happens. If you're telling me he's 13 and four, 14 and three, I think they have two losses right now. I have 15 and two is not going to happen, right. but like 13 and four, 14 and three. If you tell me those are the two records, I'm not interested. Like, I don't think there's a discussion. That's my opinion. This is a really subjective conversation. I think 14 and three, he's got it no matter what. I think 13 and four, he's probably got it no matter what. 12 and five is a three game improvement. I think you start to have a nuanced conversation about what other narratives coaches are out there that have done really cool stuff. But like, everyone's already like, you read all the stuff midseason, everyone's lining up behind this. Winning the division for the first, like this completes kind of like the couple year, like quest that he's been on to restore the lions, restore the roar, all this stuff. You'd be like, well, that's all like, cliche garbage welcome to awards voting welcome to how this stuff works this is really easy for everybody to understand if they win 13 i think it's a wrap i really do and that's just my opinion so like in order to bet this and feel like you're making good bets you kind of have to think they're going to go 12 and 5 like to me to make the bets in the market so yeah like there are other interesting candidates the prices on a lot of these guys i think are going to move around really rapidly in the next few weeks they're going to kind of i think there's a lot of reshuffling that could potentially happen but if you like O'Connell, or you like Sean Payton, who I bet like 190 to one a couple weeks ago. If you like Ryan's, if you like McDay, like any of these guys, Mike Tomlin, even it's like, all right, if they do this and Dan Campbell's 13 and four, do I think they, I don't think they do. So we'll do the rest of the conversation later. My favorite thing about that from Ken just now was the usage of hashtag cool stuff. Speaking of cool stuff, Rod Gilmore joins us to start next hour talking college football here. Hour number three, Nick and Ken on a Thursday.